0: Welcome to Move Line Prop Drop Show, presented by Thrive Fantasy, Ryan Noonan. Going to be here every week in this space, talking about the best way, the most profitable way to bet on NFL football, and that's through player props, live here, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Friday, giving our favorite player props and taking your questions. So if you're hanging out with us on the YouTube stream right now, subscribe so you don't miss the show. Lots of other great content here on the 444 YouTube page. Uh, And then hit us up in the chat. Let us know what your favorite prop is for week five something you're on the fence about, something you want to get our thoughts on, or something that maybe we should tail, uh, let us know what you think. We'll get to as many as we can here at the end of the show. Connor Allen joining me, as always, fresh off of uh, a win there on Thursday night with the Melvin Gordon under. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing well, yeah.
1: The only way to go 12-0 is to start 1-0 and 0 on Thursday. So, you know, I feel good at an end of the week. Uh, I live bet and an any time, first touchdown score, no touchdown score. Plus 450, I bet that, like, after the, I don't know, Second quarter, probably horrible odds. I was just sitting in a bar watching this game. I just couldn't help it. I, I I needed to get some action on something that was gonna
0: that was gonna cash there. So it was fun rooting for that at least. Maybe a guy in chat too. Uh, Sam hit that live or hit that pregame at like a hundred to one, uh, something crazy like that. So yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, love to see the subscribers get stuff. I think maybe some other folks tailed them too. So good stuff as always. Joining us here every week, the man behind the Mayo Media Network and the Pat Mayo Experience. It's the man himself, Pat Mayo. How are we doing today? Sweating golf, as I do on Fridays. <laughs> Can't beat that. Uh, I got Tom Hoagie. I got Cam Davis in the mix, so we're doing okay. Our, my boy PGA Splits uh, hit the uh, to- Tom Hoagie first-round leader. Love to see that to get started, to A nice little 60-to-1 piece there. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of birdies going on there in, uh, in the desert, so good stuff there. Uh, Pat, what do the listeners need to do if they are hanging out on YouTube
2: with the subscribe button? They need to hit the subscribe button, but mainly they need to smash the like button to this episode. Get those those algorithm points up. Interaction. The more you can chat, the more you can like, the more you can sub, the more you can tweet, the better the show is going to do. So I highly recommend that you do it. It helps more than you think. So if you're hanging
0: out, just give us that quick little thumb. Again, engage with us in the chat. We again love to, uh, if we don't get to it, we'll read it later. See if we can find out anything that you like. Because again, we have uh, limited time and we're trying to make the most of it. So thoughts that you have, are appreciated. I want to remind folks again, we have two episodes of Move the Line each week, both available to stream here on YouTube, also available in podcast form as well, wherever you consume your podcast. Prop drop show here, but then also we have the game previews with Connor, John Dangle, and myself, live at 7 p.m. Eastern every Thursday night, which leads you into football. Um, we go around the horn sharing some of our favorite plays, so check that out, nine Week 5 bets in the hopper there for you as well. Before we jump into the Week 5 props, I want to tell you about our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. Uh, we've been talking about it for a little bit, but we have a new offer for you that I think is important and I wanna share too. If you're not familiar with Thrive, it's a daily fantasy sports platform for player props. Um, they have pick 'em styles that you know that other pick 'em players in the space. Thrive actually has better payouts. So, on top of their fantasy games, their prop lobby is terrific as well. Um, if you wanna get into their GPP style game, pretty great. You choose 10 of the 20 available props to build a lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely the prop is to hit. If you accumulate the most points for the week, you can win a share of the prize pool. They have a $25 GPP that is paying out $200,000 in guaranteed prize pools, Twenty k to first. Uh, again, very, very light right now to fill. So there are spots to be in there for you. Um, more importantly, we've partnered with them for a way they bring you our betting subscription at 4 for 4. All you need to do, no strings attached, first-time depositors at Thrive, you're also going to get 100% deposit match instantly, up to $250, which is the best in the space. The subscription to 4 for 4 will come if you use promo code 4 for 4. Pretty simple. 4, F-O-R, 4. Again, minimum deposit of $20, and that betting sub goes for 240 bucks. So you're going to get a free betting sub two four for four for just a $20 deposit at thrive using promo code four for four. Hit us up. When you have any questions uh, you get some email details to follow up within like 24 to 48 hours for you to kind of clip through and to claim the betting sub, but we're really excited about it. There's overlaying these contests. I think you'll find that the betting sub gives you actually access to everything on our site at four for four. So DFS season long projections, literally everything, all the sports. Cause we're covering NBA college hoops, uh, you name it, we we have it over there. So again, Thrive Fantasy, download the app. Uh, go over to ThriveFantasy.com. Promo code four for four. So good stuff. Uh, Connor, let you get started. I know we got the momentum. You said you're on the path to a 12 and 0 week. Let's kick it off with uh your first play week five.
1: Yeah, yeah. The road to you know the pot of gold here starts with Christian Kirk over 66 and a half receiving yards. Uh. The last four games, 60, 72, 78, 117 yards this season his uh, dominating their team target share, dominating their air yard share. 33% of that right now, averaging nine targets per game. Last week, I think was a little bit of an anomaly. It was a little bit, you know, it was really rainy. You just couldn't seem to hold on to anything. Trevor Lawrence played one of the worst games of the season so far for him. Now matching up against Houston. Um, who is 22nd in pass EPA per play allowed, 24th in explosive pass rate. They've already allowed three big games to opposing wideouts. Corlin Sutton went for 122, Mike Williams, 120, Michael Pittman, 121 yards. Uh, And so here is like the clear, you know, number one option here. I like this Kirk over. And I think the ladders are in play. I haven't seen any yet, but, you know, like a 70 plus, 80 plus, 90 plus. I'll probably sprinkle about half a unit as well, up to like 100 or so on the ladders here. Um, I just think this is a great, great spot for him
0: we are talking about this too. He's going to see a ton of zone. He is getting targeted as yards per route run against zone is, I think, second in the league. Um, I think this is kind of a nice bounce back spot after a little bit of struggles last week in the rain there. Pat, what are your thoughts on Christian Kurt?
2: I think it makes sense. I think the Jags just in general are really undervalued this week based on how they played a week ago. That... <clears throat> It sort of reaffirmed a lot of the preconceived notions that people had about Jacksonville coming into the year. It's like, well, they're not really all that good. Here, put them out against a really good team. We'll see how crappy they actually are. And they did not look good in that game. Lawrence, in particular, but elements step up in competition. They're now back down to placing the doldrums of the NFL. Like the Jags are one of the three worst, or sorry, the Texans are one of the three worst teams in football. So all of the regularity that you assume from the Jags' offense is going to happen again this week. So I like that. Yeah, good spot there. All right, Pat, how about for you? What's your uh, first one of the week? I'm going with an under to start off. You know how I love me some unders? Not really, but here we are. Cooper Rush, under, five and a half rushing yards. He got to seven last week. So if you take a look at his career, so I think it was 2017, his first game he played, he had he had beat this five and a half number. And he beat it last week. Never once in between has he even come close to five and a half yards rushing. He doesn't run the ball ever in fact even if they win this game they didn't get a few kneel downs at the end and he, he's got a few of those in his career like minus three minus four just from the kneel downs now i don't expect the cowboys to beat the rams but running on the rams is just incredibly hard maybe that means he has to pass more see some space takes off running i just don't buy it uh, betting this under every week would make you incredibly profit uh, be incredibly profitable so under five and a half rushing yards for cooper up is it cooper Oh my God, Cooper Rush <laughs> is where I'm starting. <laughs> yeah. Cooper doesn't rush. at me at once here. <laughs> <laughs> I think this probably
0: this theoretically is probably a good play every week, right? These actually non-rushing quarterbacks, because you have so many outs of how they can go go poorly, and then you do bring in the element of the kneel down, Connor. I mean, I, I probably don't have a deep Cooper Rush handicap in your bag right now, off the cuff, but like it makes sense.
1: No, it's, it sounds right. I guess, like, on a similar well, maybe not a similar note, but like the Kenny Pickett rushing yards. I don't know if you guys looked at that either, but I think that the under on that is interesting as well. But yeah, I think Cooper Rush here, I think it kind of de- depends on this game. I don't know. I'm all, like, it seems like there's a lot of sharp people on the Dallas, but then I've also seen Sharp Clark, our guy likes the Rams this week. Uh, and I think that that kind of impacts, you know, how the game goes here, whether Dallas goes run heavy or not. So I think that Mayo's on the right side here, but I don't have too much of a strong take on his rushing yards.
0: I think Dallas is live though, too, to be honest. So maybe you know yeah, does bring you, it into play. You
1: in
2: the world thinks Dallas is live, buddy?
1: Th- that's the issue. <laughs>
0: well, I'm not backing Dallas. I'm just saying that they're they're live. So I don't think that there's like a non-zero outcomes where Cooper Rush is, is taking knees. So that's all. Are they are they the chalk? Are they a chalk? Uh everyone's taking the points. Well, I get it. I mean, I'm I'm fading the Rams uh, team total here. So I get we just saw them kind of lay an egg. On prime time uh on monday night so yeah i get it i get why they're a popular play i have a little I bit of,
2: mean, we'll, we'll talk about the picket one coming up in a minute but i have thoughts yeah. on that. all right first
0: i'm gonna also start with an under not the place that i love to be but i think this is a, a good spot and um, i'm taking under on baker mayfield at 194 and a half passing yards um connor and i hit this it got Beat down a little bit and dropped into like the 180s and now has climbed back up. Looks like it's taking some some over money, which I think is very brave. Um, but, I mean, the struggles are legit. If you've watched any Baker, uh, thoughts and prayers. But, like, just getting batted balls down all the time. This Niners defense is legit. I don't think this is a spot where you're going to expect Baker to finally get right. Basically, anything that matters, San Francisco is top three at defensively. First and success rate against both man and zone coverage. According to Sports Info Solutions, they have a points above average m- metric. Baker is the league worst against zone. You're going to see a ton of zone. Even the teams that play a lot of man play almost as much and sometimes even more zone still. It's just a zone heavy league. Uh, 28th out of 31 quarterbacks against man coverage, too. He's just sucked, no matter what metric that you have. Uh, Daigle would yell at me for giving too many stats on Baker. You would just say, you just say Baker under. Um, and Baker sucks and you're good but want to cover it with a little bit more for our listening audience I think Baker under 194 and a half on MGM is a good look Uh, Connor I know you're you're there as well Pat any
2: leans on Baker yeah I'm staying far away from this game in almost every magnitude the line is a trap I don't understand how it's not higher it's not moving something just smells with this game. Like Carolina weirdly wins and the favorite in Survivor gets knocked out again in week five. That's been a trend so far this year of who the obviously safe team is. No, they're not gonna win. Or even last week with the Green Bay, they go to overtime with New England. Just something fishy feels up with this game. Obviously I love the Baker under. Like that's the move. But I don't know. Just oh here is a one-yard screen to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, he took it 98 yards. Didn't see that happening. It just it feels like Something weird like that is gonna happen in this.
0: Jimmy pick six. Yeah. Well,
2: Jimmy pick six is fine. I mean, that's what I think is gonna like a muff punt. But in terms of hitting this over, I could still like they had the big Chennault play, they had the big Robbie Anderson play in week one. Like, that's the only way he's he has any yards to begin with, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's it. I get it. So you have like West Coast to East Coast, uh short week, you know, a big primetime win. So like I think there's a lot of like, I think if you're just a system better, um, you know not following anything matchup wise. I think this is probably Carolina's probably a, a, a wet dream for some of those folks out there, but uh corner any reluctance since we fired on this earlier in the week.
1: No, no, I still like it. I mean, he's, he's been right around that number regardless. Now this is like by far the toughest matchup. I talked about it in our last episode. I, I agree with Pat that it feels like a trap because it just should be so much higher, but I mean, I'm just fine with it still. Like I'm fine. Still fading Baker Mayfield in this spot here against like literally the best defense in the league um so yeah i i mean six and a half is fine baker mayfield under is fine i think he could get benched mid-game i think i said in the last episode i think Matt rule gets fired so that's my my three if you if you can't parlay all that but you know that's my (laughs) would be a parlay if if you could same game parlay with the coach to be fired (laughs) coach to be fired qb to be benched niners minus 17.
0: I feel like one of the books you have there in Canada, Pat, would let you parlay that. Like I always feel like you got access to just some wild shit that we don't have. I like, always wish that you should be able to parlay anything. Like if you want to be a degenerate and, and get down on stuff, like I don't know why books are so stringent on that stuff.
2: They don't want hit. They don't want you to hit big winners, Ryan.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Well, what do you do? Back to the wheel, Connor, number two. Yeah, my second one here is an under – I like Allen Robinson under uh, 40.5 receiving yards. I think it's down to 39.5 at this point, which is more than fine. Robinson so far in four games, 7, 23, 53, and 12 receiving yards. Um, right now, second in – a second worst in targets per route run on the season, uh, along with Paris Campbell, along with Gabe Davis, just joining the NFL Cardio Club, running a ton of routes, not getting targeted. Cowboys I think they get still get a good amount of pressure here I know that the Rams offensive line should be a little little bit healthier but still Cowboys right now second in pressure rate even a little bit of pressure I think kind of negate negates the opportunity there for Stafford to start throwing outside the numbers Allen Robinson almost exclusively lining up outside my only concern something that I saw after playing this is that they talked about getting the ball more moving him around McVay kind of like you know took the blame for it but at the same time like that's what they were doing all offseason. So, I mean, that's what they said coming into the year, and that has not happened at all. And I don't think this is the spot for it to happen with Dallas likely to pressure uh, and less likely for plays to develop here. So I think that under 40 and a half yards is pretty safe here as, like, he's the, what, third or fourth option behind Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and then him and Ben Skoranek are essentially vying for those third and fourth target options.
0: This is tough for you, man. Like, this is two weeks in a row where you've had to, like, really a lot of, elves. of to move off of some very... Strongly held preseason priors with Chase Edmonds and now uh, pivoting off of the Allen Robinson stuff, too. It's, it's rough. I mean, I, mean, I got to make the money back somehow, Noonan. And I mean, at this point, just, you know. <laughs> I mean that in like, just. I'm giving you credit because sometimes people just anchor and double down and want to chase this low level, you know, over here and think it's going to be a bounce back. So applause to you. Pat, any thoughts on the uh, dumpster fire that is Allen Robinson so far?
2: Then we throw to two people. Connor hit on it. Like that's it. Like if you're not one of those two people play the under, you're going to win
0: money spent Connor. It's done. It's true. It's Higby in in Cooper cup. I mean, it's, it's a disaster. So yeah, I think they're going to be under crap ton of pressure. I I like, I almost, almost tailed it. Interested to see maybe some of this coach speak moves it a little bit, but yeah, I think it's a pretty good line. Pat, I want number two for you, buddy.
2: I'm going to play an over on this one. Uh, I have this one off by about 20 yards. I was really surprised Honestly, when I saw it come out, it's Curtis Samuel over 44 and a half receiving yards. They're down Jahan Dotson this week. So it leaves just two guys against Tennessee whose pass rush is like, okay, but it's not like what Wentz suffered against Dallas last week. He wasn't. He's going to be dropped on his ass. That's going to happen. But there's the guy leading the team in targets. Anyway, it's seven last week, which was like a season low for him the four receptions he didn't get to this total against Dallas he's gotten well over this total every other week this season and now you take out one of the players and you have Logan Thomas pretty iffy in this spot as well like I get to see this being like an eight for 79 type game for Curtis Samuel just force him the ball over and over the easy low a dot routes uh, against a Tennessee team that's not going to bring as much pressure as they've seen the past two weeks so I thought this one was artificially low so I will take the over
0: Yeah. Connor, we took a position on Logan Thomas and now all of a sudden we're like, it's, it's moved. uh, You know, in our favor, we got 25 and a half, it's 28. And now we get a late edition of the injury report, which is never a place you want to be on Logan Thomas or really anyone. Logan Thomas obviously has a just CVS receipt style history. As far as like injuries go, it's been a a mess, Uh, but I like this line. I haven't seen this Curtis Samuel line to be honest. And I, I do like it. It's obviously a pretty narrow target tree to begin with, with, Dotson out of the lineup. We have a tick over 50 yards. Um, but I'm not quite sure what that is or if we've actually pulled Dotson out yet. But uh any thoughts here on Curtis Samuel?
1: No, yeah. What Pat, what do you have for him projected for? I'm, I'm curious. Uh six
2: catches, eight targets, sixty-five yards.
1: Yeah. I think that that, I mean, the receptions are probably an interesting look as well. I haven't seen that either, but that's like you said, a lot of low A dot stuff. That's probably a great look there around. I would guess four and a half, five and a half, maybe juiced, like plus money on the over or something like that. Probably four Samuel,
2: and a half. Uh, they, they actually don't have a Curtis Samuel reception prop. They only have the Artage prop at DraftKings, at least.
0: Yeah. We've been slow to release some of the reception props uh on Washington this week. Because I think with the questions with Dotson being out officially, and and now we have Logan Thomas. So yeah. Yeah, I like that. We're a tad over, but I we're over five receptions too. So I think you'll probably see a four and a half. It's probably a pretty good look, too. The A dot's low, but again, like the way He's been after the catch. He'll probably have to be used a little bit differently too. So, I don't hate those looks at all.
1: What about Logan right. Thomas? What do we, what do we do with that? I mean, is he just like we dust? Just, he was already just take the L. I mean, he's probably it's,
0: dust anyway. But I mean, yeah, he can still get there. I mean, the, the Titans <laughs> are so bad. I mean, if he doesn't play, he's, it's void anyway, right? So, but I mean, he, he hobbles himself out there. I think we're still probably live.
1: I would prefer for him not to play and get the void. Honestly, at this point, like for sure. Betting an over on a banged up Logan Thomas just, I mean, no, sounds like an absolute It nightmare. wasn't banged
0: up when we bet it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that late addition
2: to the injury report is never a place you want to be. So, who's their backup? John Bates? John Bates. I would take an over on like 12 and a half on John Bates. If you like that's it, I don't know what they'll post that line at, but if yeah. he's out. Sounds
1: right. I mean,
2: yeah,
0: that'll be a late Sunday morning line. They'll post that bad boy like 30 minutes before kick because they don't want any. You, you see that. You see a lot of good stuff that comes out you know, Sunday morning just before.
2: So, I, I didn't see this as of yet. Is Jacoby Myers in or out?
0: Uh, I don't think we've heard yet.
2: Okay. I've been waiting all day for that because I love Jacoby Myers, but I would take overs on him if he's in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Even with Bailey Zappi? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't I
2: think so. Maybe hot Takler. Giants fans came after me this week because some Giants, like, blog picked up my comments about Daniel Jones how I said that he wasn't significantly better than Nathan Peterman, um, which I stand by. He's not. He's terrible. And so is Nathan Peterman. I mean, is he significant like that? If you were significantly better than Nathan Peterman, that means you would be good. And Daniel Jones isn't good. So I feel like I can stand by what I'm saying with this. And just kind of the other way, like is Zappy that much worse than Mac Jones? I mean, Mac Jones isn't very good. So no. I don't think, yeah, I think Bailey
0: Zappy is fine. We talked about it last night on, you know, our game preview show. Like, I don't think it's, that big of a difference to be honest as far as like if you were one of the back the pats or you know had any thoughts on the prop market like i just don't think especially against the lions defense i don't think it's a huge difference so don't hate
2: that just trying to look at trying to look at injuries right now just all the ones i missed like over the past half hour nothing crazy do you think people will play robert woods as over prop because Traylon burks is out
1: probably (laughs) probably yeah i wonder that that'll probably open to be like 50 ish or so i don't know
2: yeah i don't think i'd play that
0: I don't either. Daigle was telling us too. He thinks, cause I'm not super like I'll do DFS stuff on Friday night, Saturday. So I'm not super plugged into early week DFS thoughts, but he's, he's thinking that Robert Woods is going to probably catch some ownership, which is also seems like a place I wouldn't want to be. I don't know what Tambo's thinking on Robert Woods, but
2: uh, we, you know what? We did the entire show. We spoke for an hour and a half. His name never came up.
0: I think that's indicative of where we should probably all be on Robert Woods this week. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, number two for me. Is uh, speaking of Dusty. We're going to go with Zach Ertz. Uh, we're going to take over on four and a half receptions on Ertz. Uh, this has been steamed out on DraftKings in a big way, but MGM still has minus uh, 125, which I think is pretty good. He was limited in week one, um, played just 63% of the snaps, is dealing with a foot injury in the preseason. In the three games since, he's run a route on no fewer than 87% of Kyler's dropbacks. He's averaging nine targets per game and got a super low a dot we know he is basically just a catch and fall down guy so it's always receptions over yards for me with Ertz. Um, but he's caught at least six balls in those three games and i think we're in a spot where you know arizona whatever you think is going to happen in this game some folks think this is also another fishy spot from a line standpoint um, I, either way i don't think arizona is running away with this game we're going to keep neutral at best for arizona so i think they're going to be at a pass centric spot uh, to keep up with the eagles here so and this has been a spot we've hit uh, every week so far since uh, the limited play in week one. He's got us there pretty comfortably. Sometimes this is cashing in the first half. So he's not doing a lot with those receptions, but uh, over four and a half again for Ertz, I think is a great play. So, uh, Connor, did you, I don't think you got in on this. Any thoughts on Ertz?
1: No, I, I wish I didn't. For some reason, I didn't get in last week either. But yeah, I just, I guess, just keep smashing the over until he fails because I, I guess, though, I would say that with Rondale Moore, you know, potentially playing a little bit more i mean i don't know it could take some like hypothetically away from Ertz, but not really it seems like he's got a pretty defined role in the offense at this point just like catch the ball fall down in the middle of the field you know uh eat up some zone there you know he's not gonna be doing anything crazy but the receptions are the right look definitely again would not play yards you mentioned that last week but i think receptions are a solid look
0: yeah the threshold for yards isn't even that high but again it's is a dude that we don't expect to do anything after the catch the a dot's pretty low pat any thoughts on Ertz?
2: Yeah, it's getting juiced up to the nines. I love the over four and a half, but I just don't want to lay that juice. So if you can find it with lower juice, then that's a move. Yeah,
0: 125 still on MGM. But yeah, I think DraftKings is getting uh, destroyed on that. So makes sense. Uh, Connor, well, before we do, reminder, you're hanging out with us in the chat. Hit us up. Let us know what your thoughts are. We'll get to you at the end of the show. Uh, Connor, Prop 3.
1: Yeah, my third prop here, Hayden Hurst over two and a half receptions. And this one's getting juiced up pretty fast here. I mean, DraftKings got it like minus 170, but uh, BetMGM, I believe, has like a minus 140. Uh, and that's still fine for me. I know that that's – I don't like laying juice on overs, but I think this one is just like at least a full reception off here. Hurst has five, five. Well, then we had one reception and then three receptions in those four games. But the issue is on that week three game, he was injured. So he played 75 to 80% of the snaps in weeks one and two, got injured, so only played only 38% of the snaps week three. Um, then his snap share went up in week four to 56%. Now another week healthier. I expect him to return back to that um, 75 80% mark here, probably get another seven, eight targets, um, and easily go over this number of two and a half here. So I'm fine with laying the juice here. I think even if he doesn't improve from like a – you know, play amount perspective like still ha- hovers around that sixty percent mark. He's still a good luckier to get three, four receptions uh, in this game against Baltimore. So I like that over there. And I mean, I would almost play it up to one minus one fifty, which I know sounds crazy, but uh, I think it's fun. We
0: have him at three point six, tick under thirty yards, uh, Monday night. Pat, any thoughts on uh, Hurst against Baltimore? A revenge game. I-
2: Right. I've liked Hurst every week. I actually think he's a pretty underrated like fantasy commodity at the same time, just with the potential upside with uh, teams just selling out to stop chase. Like someone's going to be wide open. Generally it's Aiden Hurst or Tyler Boyd, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that either. It is juicy, but same thing. I think like Dallas Goddard's in that same bucket too. Like his prop numbers, reception number is too low, but it's getting juiced. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like those are, not bad places to chase versus, you know, chasing a really high yardage total where there's so many outs for that to go wrong. Uh, especially when that stuff like that gets juiced up. I think this is probably a little bit better. I think Pat talked about this in week one and it's kind of stuck with me. I think it's really a good analysis is I think some of the things that are more projectable week in and week out are things like receptions, pass attempts, you know, things like that. If we could bet on things like targets, I think we can be, those things are more predictable. Um, but you know, things like yards. Like I feel like low a dot guys like tight ends, like we're talking about with Ertz and, and Hayden Hurst, I do think are easier to project week in and week out and probably have less variants. So those are spots. If I was going to be comfortable laying juice, this would be kind of one of those spots to do it. So
2: good with it. Yeah, you're you're going to find with pits out this week, the hell is this guy's name? Parker Hess. like yeah. over 0.5 receptions is where you should be looking at
0: <laughs> another set, uh, Sunday morning special, probably. So uh, pat number three.
2: Number three for me is that Kenny Pickett prop. The 18 and a half rushing yards ran six times for 12 and two touchdowns last week. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to feed him to the wolves here and try to get him hurt against the Buffalo Bills. And it's not like they were designed runs that were going on. And that's part and parcel with he doesn't have a ton of experience in the offense. He came in halfway through the game. It's not like anything was prepped for him. They're not running RPO with Kenny Pickett. At least I don't think they're going to do that. So under 18 and a half rushing yards it seems pretty sensible. It's just like people saw what the end result was last week, tried to project that out over an entire game, and then boom, you got it going. You, you do run into a circumstance where the Bills get up by like 25. They start playing very lax coverage, and he can just kind of take off for 10 yards. You worry about that, but – I just don't feel like that's going to necessarily be a big part of his game plan. You just see it a lot when quarterbacks come in in the second half to replace another quarterback. Their rushing yards usually go over whatever their general baseline is going to be because plays break down and it's just a safer play and they're not trying to turn it over. Pickett loves turning it over apparently, but I just don't think we're going to see like a bulk of rushing attempts from him.
0: Yeah, this is not a guy that we thought coming in. I mean, he has decent athleticism, Connor, but this is not a guy we're profiling as like a running quarterback. So I do think that there's, some overreaction to a very very small sample size too so um i think that's probably put out there a little too high i think if we wouldn't have seen that maybe this is like 10 and a half you know, nine and, and a half. half yeah so like i think pat's on the right side
1: that's what i thought too so this like originally popped out early in the week to me and then so i went back and watched like his carries like two to three of those were just like qb sneaks uh like he there was just like a one yard like dive forward So it was really only like two to three rush attempts. Now getting, uh, you know, Buffalo team plays a ton of zone, as we've talked about, you know, man versus zone, one of the league leaders there. So they'll have their, you know, they'll be facing him. They'll have them in front of him. Like, I just don't think there's gonna be that many lanes either. So something that I considered pretty heavily, actually, to be honest, we have like 14 projected. I think a bunch of other sites have like, you know, 10. I think that even 14 is a little bit too high. So yeah, I I like that a lot. It's something that I've, I've really looked at making like an official play for us as
0: well.
2: Yeah, I have it at 9.8.
0: Probably spot on, yeah. You said there's obviously ways for that any quarterback rushing to right, play breaks down and, and all those things, but I think you're going to be on the right side if you continue to bang this.
2: And even looking at his pit numbers like 97 rushes for 241 yards, those just sound like a lot of sneaks to me, yeah. Uh, in 2020, nine for 81. Obviously, he got hurt that year. 2019, you know, uh, 95 for 110, 117 for 220. Like he has the rush attempts but they're very clearly just in short yardage situations yeah
0: some film guys too that i respect it was you know looking basically breaking down some of the stuff he did last week talking about how he's what they didn't like in his college profiles is not his inability to step up or his unwillingness to step up in the pocket and i think i'd actually be more reluctant to take this under if he was aggressive stepping up in the pocket because he might be able to open up some passing lanes and some vision to see what's going on. Instead you're having that like throw off your back heels again, tape guy take here, but like he's throwing off his back foot, refusing to get sa- outside of the pocket. Like, I don't know. I think he's more likely to, you know, throw more picks and jump ball situations than he is to break pocket and contain and scramble. So uh, lock that down. Official. Tape guy here, tape grinder. So I was about yeah. to
1: say amazing how this show has developed. You know, I'm I'm punting off same game parlays, and now you're like a locked in tape guy. So
2: I
0: contemplated putting a, a tackle prop on the card this week, but uh we'll keep that for the Discord.
2: I, I think that's the softest market there is right now in NFL betting. Tackles?
0: Yeah. I I've been grinding it pretty hard for the last couple of weeks and tracking it. And last week was pretty good. Nine and three. So that would wonderful.
2: that would have, like I would need to know who players on defense are which i i don't so that's tough for me yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I, I mean i felt like i knew a lot but i feel like i now that i've started to get into it i didn't know a lot and now i feel like i do so we're, we're getting there
1: i mean you're just floating some guys to me every week that i'm like who is that like i you know i just i don't know the third string off ball linebacker for like this random team you know it's just like and you're like oh well this guy's wearing the dot and you know this and i was like i these are just metrics that i've never even heard of but i love it i mean yeah like,
2: like who is the middle linebacker for the for the commanders
0: uh colm holcomb
2: yeah that guy's gonna have like 48 <laughs> tackles on derrick henry once he gets to the second level this week he's on
0: the list exactly <laughs> yep. uh michael walker uh one of the linebackers for the falcons or yeah, what, over, what about
2: the chargers who's the chargers middle line chargers
0: so chargers is gonna be a big one it's, it's dre tranquil he just got the dot last week um
2: he what does that he's, mean like he's like he so they, like, the signal them? caller
0: like the guy who like relays the plays from the coaching staff so that they're more likely they stay on the field more OK, um, so he's his playing time went up massively last week and he had 11 tackles. He's probably going to get hung at five and a half, maybe six and a half. So we'll, anything under seven and a half, we are taking Dre Twang, Uh Dre Twinkle. Yeah, say that again. Dway, Dway Twinkle. Dre Dway 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 Twinkle. Twinkle. Dway <laughs> so yeah. Cole, what, what's a good projection for Cole Holcomb? Cole Holcomb, probably six and a half. All right. Yep.
2: And who, who's another one I can use? Just keep <laughs> up.
0: Michael Michael Walker, uh, seven and a half for the Falcons. Um, doesn't come off the field. Got, uh, they also have Rashawn Evans is another guy that plays 100% of the snaps there. But uh, Walker's got like uh, 2% higher tackle rate because uh, tackle rate's a thing. Snaps per tackle or tackles per snap. So uh, I think, again, negative game script for them. going to have a lot of uh, Leonard Fournette being drilled down their throats in the second half. He's had, I think, uh 10, 11, and 9 the last three weeks. He's out there at seven and a half. And like
2: these all get dropped like over the weekend, right?
0: No, Michael Walker's out there right now. Yeah. Uh for the Falcons. It's the only one. But yeah, usually Friday night, Saturday morning.
1: Wow. So we're getting there. Look, See? this is incredible. I mean, this transition. You're a thought leader in the the tra- in the tackle props. Well, I agree with great.
0: Pat. That's why I went after it. Is like I do think these are probably like not sharp i just don't think they're getting bet in a lot so i do think that there's something there to think about pace and game script and tackle rate you know guy looking at guys who don't come off the field on third downs and you know you never know
1: yeah i mean it's crazy too because we saw i sent you the chart it was like uh 2020s like prop results by category versus 2022s prop result by category it was essentially in 2020 you could just like blind bet unders and hit like 56% on whatever, like passing yards, all these categories. Now it's like broken down by category. It's like, you're losing blindly betting no matter what you do, uh, which is pretty, pretty wild in the prop market. So, you know, you gotta, gotta find that edge, uh, somehow. So love it.
0: Yeah. Those are some of the good ones for the week. Uh, yeah. Trey Cole is going to be one of my, one of my favorites. All right. Um, where do we leave off? Um, Oh, I think it's me. I think I'm on my third here. Uh, Chris Olave. This is more, on brands, uh, over 62 and a half receiving yards. Um, Seattle's defense is terrible. 29th and explosive pass rate allowed in the season. Michael Thomas looks like he's going to miss this one again with a toe injury. We have three straight games of uh, 30% target per route run for Olave, uh, on the season. He's like 25%. But when Michael Thomas is out of the lineup, it's like 31 and a half percent. So he is benefiting from that too. The area yards thing is insane. He's averaging 168.2 area arts per game with an 18.2 uh, a dot. Like he's being used aggressively down the field. We don't see that when guys have a target share north of 25, like there's all the other guys. I think the next highest guy from an a dot perspective with a target share over 25% it's like Mark Andrews is like 11.6. So like Olave is a deep threat against like, a bad defense. At home, I don't care that it's Andy Dalton. Um, longest reception prop is probably a pretty decent look too. 22 and a half for that. He has gone off for 51, 49, and 32 in the last three weeks. So, Olave over 62 and a half. I think the kids' real deal. And this is available anywhere DraftKings, Caesars, MGM. Um, Fandle's too chicken to pop props up there, but it'll probably be there when they copy it. But yeah, um, Olave, I like quite a bit. Uh, man, what are your thoughts there?
2: You say me, or did you say Adam yeah? Connor?
0: Sorry. Yeah, on the eh. lave.
2: Eh, give me give me Marquez Callaway overs when those drop.
1: That's what I was gonna ask. Is that too thin? I mean, I, I it'll probably be like forties, maybe. I don't know, thirties. No, like it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be lower, lower than that. You think lower? Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, he really numbers right. Yeah. And do we know who's playing quarterback?
0: I think it's gonna be Dalton.
2: That's probably worse for Olave. I know he got there last week, but it was by the skin of his teeth that he got there.
0: Because he gets there on like these huge big plays, right? So, like ladders is, you know, to Connor's point, I'll steal. A low- I'm thinking Connor's going to tell me already is that, you know, the best look for Olave is to take some, you know, alt lines at, you know, plus over 80, over 100 yards or something like that. Did I steal your thunder? No, I, but
2: I was going to say, parlay, do a same game parlay, Olave over in Seattle plus five and a half. Because like if they're winning, they're not going to throw.
0: Yeah, but he can get there on such few, you know, with the A dot like this, he can get there yeah. on such few catches.
2: Sure, but all of his A dot comes in the fourth quarter when they're losing. Yeah.
1: And fair. and half of his A dot is probably from Jameis throwing him whatever three hundred prayer yards that one week. Uh, I mean, that was just ridiculous. So I don't know. I yeah, I think it's about right. I le- I like the over, but it's. It's close. Like I think that 62 is adjusting for everything we've talked about. Like this line should have probably been in like the 50s, you know, normally. So I I don't know. Again, it's it's just a sharp line. Maybe Marquez Callaway is the right look. If you get like, I mean, what do you think it's going to come in at, Pat? Like 30? Then is are you like
2: think it'll be that low? I was going to say like 31 and a half. I actually like all of the like the other Saints overs in that game. Like once we know who's in and once we know who's out. Like I'm just trying to find it right now. Where we at? Rushing and receiving receiving yards where are the saints at saints Did i spelled that right yeah there we are Uh juan johnson's up a little bit right now in lobby, 62 and a half all right i don't love those i'd want juan johnson down around like 17 and a half but it finally happened for him last week so that was really nice and like i only i, I made two bets on thursday night and one of them was denver minus three not a success very sad very uh, I, I capped the game properly that I said that the Colts are probably the worst team in football. Didn't realize that Denver was like also the worst team in football. So that was stupid. But the other one was the tight end Schubert or the hell his name is. It just, he was running so many ruts for drop back last week and did nothing with him. It. It's like, well, he's like over seven and a half is probably going to hit. And boom. There it is. He dropped a bunch of balls last
0: night too. So yeah, that's sucks to suck. Bad teams stay bad for a reason. That was such a gross game. Uh, Glad we don't have to watch that. I wanted to hit Colts team total under, and I don't know why I didn't. And I felt like a donkey. And that's kind of what I feel like when I'm going to watch with Olave on Sunday is when he like busts a big one for 50 <laughs> yards, and I didn't pull the triggers and be like, "See, I mean, no Michael Thomas against the Seahawks, who I think is like that's a bottom three secondary. You know, massive explosive play rate so far. So I'm gonna ride with it. Uh, again, reminder: Romo's wrapping up. We each have one more pick. Uh shoot some stuff to us in the chat. Again, subscribe, rate and review, all those things. We super appreciate it. Connor, last one.
1: Yeah, last one for me. I like Miles Sanders over 14 and a half rushing attempts. I think it's just about one attempt too short here. I think getting the 14 and a half is pretty important so far this season. Uh last three weeks, 27, 15, 17, then 13 carries in week one. But he's uh, you know, seeing his snap share continue to rise here. 52, 53, 59, and then 67% last week. He's getting a ton of work. Uh, They're projected to be leading against this Arizona team. I don't necessarily love the matchup from a rushing perspective here against Arizona's run defense, which is significantly better than their pass defense. Um, But I still think that with the pass defense being so bad, they're going to be able to sustain drives. They're going to be able to score and projected positive, or at least neutral game script should keep, sanders in the game here to get 15 plus carries pretty easily so we have projected for around like 18 i think uh so it's a it's a good border there and i know a couple other sites have them around like 15 16 so again i think 14 f is important get that number it's minus 110 in most spots so not really juiced uh and i think that that's a, a solid look
0: do we know boston scott's
1: status?
2: we don't that's that's what i would wait for like i have boston scott projected as in right now in my projections only getting a 5% uh market share of the rushes. I have Miles Sanders at exactly 14 and a half rushing attempts.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be one I would want to know. Cause I'm not super worried about, uh, you know, kind of game. Well uh, carries, you know, we have him for, for three. I'm trying to see if our projections have Boston Scott in or out. Cause that might be feeding our projections. I think we have Boston Scott out currently. So um, I'd want to know that, but I also kind of leaned to the over there too. I do think how you think this game plays out matters. I know Connor and I are aligned, obviously, thinking that this Eagles one feels a little fishy, similar to what Pat's talking about with the Panthers game. Like, uh, I mean, this this seems like a bad matchup. Um, but yeah, I think if you like the Eagles here, I think that correlates well with uh, Miles Sanders continuing to get some some work. I think when you look at kind of how they distribute rushes there, it's skewed because you get so many attempts from Hurts, you know. So, all right, uh, Pat, number four for you, bring it home.
2: I got a bunch written down. I don't have a favorite of the fourths. Maybe you guys can help Let's me go. out here. It's just rapid fire, you say you like it or you don't and then I'll I'll come down on it. Dalton Schultz, over 34 and a half receiving yards.
0: Mm-hmm. Off the top, I don't have a feel for it.
1: I like it. He played a lot. He just didn't have good his usage was good, but it's uh I mean, it was his first game back. I thought that was on my list as well. I just didn't play it yet.
2: Yeah, so it's it's almost the same thing with uh what happened with the uh, Denver tight end on Thursday night. You know, he was ninth in routes run per dropback percentage a week ago. It's like, oh, that'll translate into more numbers here. Feels like we were getting a severely depressed Dalton Schultz. He was still seventh in routes run per dropbacks last week for the Cowboys. And It's really tough to run on the Rams. I, I know Jeff Wilson had the one really nice run, but that was basically it. That's all they did in the running game, that entire game. So I think they're going to have to pass a bunch. I mean, I looked at three and a half receptions. I don't love that. So that was on the list. I had Aaron Rodgers under 32 and a half pass attempts. You want to talk about trappy lines? The Giants line feels really trappy, but I don't know. They might just run the ball 500 times, right?
0: I like the Aaron Rodgers one. We I hit it last week here. We did this last week. That was one of the ones I tossed out to you guys. And we were cruising until we got to overtime. Um, yeah, you got
2: to fade overtime.
0: Yep. Yeah, so now it's a, it's a, you know, temp higher. Uh, and I like it. I think that that one does feel wonky too, but I think they'll be able to run all over the giants with a beat up Daniel Jones, who we've already kind of put in a coffin early in the show. We can put him right back there as well. I think, you know, they'd be able to see a nice rushing game from them too. So yeah, I like that too. Connor, any thoughts on, on I think what
1: they part of their game plan is going to do to like negate the, you know, really blitz heavy giants is going to be like a lot of quick throws plus run runs. Like, so it's just a matter of like what, you know, if they get up to a lead, they're just going to run the ball and be fine with, you know, maybe not being quite as efficient. But I think to start the game, we're probably going to just see a, like, a bunch of like, you know, screens or like quick slants where they're like, they're like rub routes, like just trying to get the ball out like ASAP. So um, that would be my only concern when I was going back to it. But I still think 32 and a half is like, I mean, a good, good buffer there for, for Rogers.
2: Yeah, I I haven't projected five underneath of that for attempts. Obviously, things can skew that game script gets out of whack a little bit and you're absolutely screwed. But I think that's one that I'm leading to. Like the other ones I was looking at were uh, like Brees Hall over 16 and a half receiving yards. Jamal Williams over 62 and a half rushing yards, which seems really low for the amount of work that he gets. I know people are scared of this New Orleans defense. I'm not. Rashad Penny over 57 and a half rushing yards. Like he gets 80% of the work. Like, what are we scared of here? He's going to rush for one yard a carry.
0: And uh, I believe can Kenneth Walker pop up on, with a little bit of a injury or something yesterday. I saw.
2: Yeah, he might did be limited. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean,
0: that's, that's not a bad look at all on the, yeah. on the penny. I, I have
2: penny projected for only 12 carries, but 77 yards.
0: <laughs> yeah. He can rip big plays. Uh, you know, Marcus Davenport's out for the, the saints and that's, Again, we're talking about defensive guys, defensive guys that matter. Marcus Davenport is a guy that matters. We, we've seen it historically in the last handful of years when he's missed chunks of time. This is not the stout run defense that we've seen when he's in the lineup. So, um, yeah, he's he makes a difference.
2: Yeah, the the last one I wanted to run by you, Cooper Cup, half. and a half. Shouldn't he have like two hundred?
0: Yeah, eight and a half receptions. It's like I don't know what number is too too high for for Cooper Cup. Like they only throw to two guys, Pat. Yeah, and,
2: like, you think Micah Parsons is in Stafford's face the entire game. I mean, one of the main reasons that Allen Robinson isn't getting the ball is because his routes take longer to develop to get open. Cooper's Cup just makes one move, and he's open at the line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah, and we've seen a shift, too, defensively with the Cowboys played a ton of man last year. We know that. We saw it with Trayvon Diggs, big gambler. This year they're playing way more zone, and they're playing it really well. So, like, that just speaks to Cooper Cup being able to find little spots in the zone, sit down. And he's so good after the catch, too. So, yeah, I, I have no problem with anyone chasing big number on Cooper Cobb until we until we see him not do it, right? He's, like, over 90-something yards every single week, except, like,
2: two times in the last 20 games. It's insane. No
1: Dude, and I'm surprised anyone. you haven't already played that, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going to stick with the Aaron Rodgers under 32-and-a-half passing attempts. I, I do really like that one. So that will be my fourth official play.
0: The other one in that same bucket is the Cooper Cup that I thought Mayo might go back to is uh, the one you hit in a big way last week with Justin Jefferson. Like, we might get no Jalen Johnson for the Bears. Like, I don't know why. Jalen Johnson, I think, is really good. But he's literally seen one target this year. Like, no, they're not throwing to Jalen Johnson. I just think that's a large enough sample where it's not random. I think teams are actually, you know, he's the guy that teams are scared of in the back half for the Bears. Like, they don't have him. I just don't know how the, the Bears slow him down. And he's like 84 and a half. I know you know Pat was kind of in that wagon last week against Saints who actually have like a shutdown corner that that tailed him all week and still couldn't slow him down. So,
2: he couldn't do nothing.
0: Yep. Yeah. So J.J., Cooper Cup, those are definitely plays that I don't mind chasing uh, alpha wide receivers when they get a little bit higher. Devontae Adams, probably a decent look when that pops. Uh, Kansas City's really struggled against wide receiver ones. Mike Williams is in a good spot. I'm waiting for that line too. Um, I think he can eat maybe some ladders on Mike Williams. But my last one is in the same vein here as Pat said. I do think Dallas has to throw a lot. I think there were maybe some concerns about CeeDee Lamb because he they gave him the day off. He said he aggravated a groin. They said he's fine. He says he's fine. It's dropped um, over 61.5 receiving yards for CeeDee Lamb. Uh, the Rams have allowed the um, most yards in targets per game to wide receiver ones this year. Um, they play a ton of zone. A lot of I think the thought is, oh, they have Jalen Ramsey. He's gonna chase and, and shadow and shut down your number one receiver. He doesn't do that, he doesn't shadow almost ever. It's like 80th in shadow rate this year, which I don't even know that you can actually he either does or he doesn't. So you look at the wide receiver ones this year uh, that have played against the Rams, Steph Diggs, eight for one twenty-one, Drake London, eight for eighty-six, Hollywood Brown, 14 for 140, and Debo last week, six for one fifteen um i think that cd lamb eats here and uh yeah this is i have no concern about the groin 61 and a half is fine i fired at 63 and a half uh no problem with that at all cd eats in the spot
1: yeah i uh i hugged in the, in the discord so i'm, I'm on it I, I like it i think it's a, it's a solid look here he just it's so interesting because everyone with when he was with dak prescott everyone was like ready to call cd lamb a bust now that he's with cooper rush He's just been crushing it. And I mean, he's been seeing the most targets. He's been looking good. He's been playing better. Now, I think having Michael Gallup back, having Dalton Schultz like healthy, like probably helps him. I mean, like, th- one of the biggest concerns is something that I've seen with him is like he's like struggles sometimes to operate as like the focal point of the offense, gets doubled. Like, I think it was week one, he got doubled a bunch and just like, couldn't get out of the bracket coverage. And now with those guys healthy, I just don't think teams are able to do that. So, should continue to, to play pretty well here.
0: Yeah. Do you just have enough of a tendency? Like when you look at, you know, we've done a lot of work to you know track defenses and how they play the Rams are one of the most predictable. Like we see a lot of teams that are kind of, you know, they'll change based off of, you know, the matchups and stuff. Like the Rams play the same stuff. They did the same thing last year with Raheem Morris as a defensive coordinator. They're doing the same stuff this year. I do feel that they're more predictable. So like Jalen Ramsey is awesome still. Yes. He just, they're just going to find a lot of ways to avoid him because they move CD around a lot and, um yeah i think it's a good play so pat that works for you right you think the rams are gonna or the cowboys are gonna throw a lot
2: i do think the cowboys are gonna throw a ton in this game yeah yeah
0: like that one quite a bit so all right um before we jump into some questions quick in the chat we're gonna get over to thrive reminder if you missed at the top thrive fantasy use the promo code four for four deposit twenty dollars and you get a free betting subscription to four for Twenty bucks Sub cost one hundred and forty. If you did it by yourself, you can get it for twenty at Thrive. So thrivefantasy.com, promo code four for four. Connor, have you taken a look over there, at either anything in the uh, prop lobby or any of the things in the uh, you know their tournament style this week?
1: I think there are a couple. I mean, there's a couple decent ones here in the prop lobby. They're or in the contest. They're getting a little bit tougher, but um, right now, AJ Brown. I think this Philly offense, you know crushes this week is over under 82 and a half seems high. Um, but I think that in this one, you're getting like a lot of plus money here on, on their like scoring. So I like that over a decent bit here, Joe Mixon over under one and a half touchdowns. I mean, I feel like anytime there's a one and a half touchdowns, you should just take the under um, Matthew Stafford over under two and a half passing touchdowns plus interceptions. Um, it seems just, I mean, a little bit high here, but Cooper cup eight and a half receptions. You can get plus money on the over there that is also a good look for me. Anything that stood out to you?
0: Um, Yeah. I like the Mark Andrews um, over 54 and a half receiving yards. I think um, we've seen Lamar have a lot of success against man heavy teams this year. And uh, Andrews is his first target. And then we have Rashad Bateman who is not practicing today, you know, may miss this one. And again, if he's not in there, he's been dinged up. Like, I just think that the target share, you're just looking at 35% target share for Mark Andrews, probably. So, um, good spot for him there some of the ones that i like too that you called out i think debo is probably a little low too, 61 and a half again that game could feel wonky but you're getting actually getting rewarded to take the over there which i think is nice too so again fading all the touchdown ones always feels like a a good spot to be like you get actually rewarded for taking under on alvin kamara this week again it's probably a pretty good spot but like just fading touchdowns in general is probably the right way to go so um i like that quite a bit justin jefferson as well over six and a half receptions is, is a look for me. So my prop lobby is good too.
2: My props tool has Elvin Kamara under 16 and a half rushing yards as the strongest prop play of the week.
1: I've looked at that too. What, I mean, what do you think? It's just the matchup is good, but it seems like, are they really going to just like throw him back into the fire? Give him like 15, 16 carries like right away. I don't know. It's
2: I, I think that's what you're fading. I mean, I tried to do that with Delvin Cook last week and I played the under on his rushing attempts and it just backfired. Massively in my face at plus money. Like he's now, like Delvin Cook's up to 17 and a half rushing attempts. Like they shouldn't have given him the ball 20 times last week. You're terrible. (laughs) But they just kept doing it. Uh, Dennis Allen just announced breaking news that Dalton is starting.
0: Yeah. And we also have uh, that on Mac Jones too. Looks like Mac Jones is out. So we're dealing with uh, Bailey Zappi this week for the Patriots. So Rashad
1: Bateman out, Michael Thomas out, uh, some other ones as well.
0: There you go. Not super surprised on uh, MT, but yeah, the Bateman stuff looked like it was trending that way. He didn't play a lot last week late in that game against Baltimore and then, you know, missing practice on a Friday. Not great. So uh, more fuel for any Mark Andrews. They've been hanging Mark Andrews receiving like receptions at four and a half when it first drops, um, which is very enticing. That guy should be five and a half every week and then some spots, maybe even six. So uh, even five and a half this week is probably a decent look.
2: Hey, do you think anyone will notice if I don't do a Zozo championship preview next week?
0: Uh, No, they will not.
2: I I might do a challenge season preview instead. What would you rather listen to, Noonan?
0: You know that I'd rather listen to a challenge than the Zozo. Um, Johnny Bonanza's back. We got like, you know, I I don't know. There's some exciting people coming back this season. I'm excited about the challenge.
2: What is the Zozo? What is that? It's a golf tournament. It's the tournament in Japan. Yeah. It's a uh, nat good. No. Grio, four under.
0: I haven't seen the field. Is the Zozo, is it a crap I, field?
2: I assume it's Hideki and a bunch of jabronis. Maybe Xander plays, but like the CJ Cups the next week, but that's in like South Carolina now. So if you yeah. go to the Zozo, you're not playing in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd skip the Zozo.
0: Give yourself, give yourself a week off. Talk some challenge. Get a new challenge
2: season dropping. Good stuff. Hey, I need Cage Lee to make a birdie here on this par five.
1: Connor, oh, are you a challenge guy? I, I, again, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I literally tell just like random, some of your stuff here, uh, from oh, the challenge. Tiemendal. Do you know, what? do you watch what the you
2: challenge? challenge?
1: What's the challenge? I don't even know what Holy that is. Holy
2: shit. Okay, on, are Connor? you some sort of a loser?
1: Yes. Honestly, with, the, in terms of golf. Yeah. You, you, know, it's you it's ever see me on the, not golf. What, is, what are you talking about?
2: We're talking about challenge. the challenge.
1: I don't know. What is the challenge?
2: It seems like, like you don't know things.
1: I, maybe I don't. I'm, I'm uncultured. What will enlighten me then? What's going on?
2: I mean, what is it—the single longest-running reality TV competition show there is?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't watch reality TV. I don't have cable. I, I don't watch any of that. That's uh, that's Nobody, like, that's for that's for that's for old.
2: That's for that's old. How do you watch sports?
1: Um, I have a, I have a website that I pay through Bitcoin. I can stream anything on my TV.
2: Yeah, that's great. You get to watch the games like a minute behind me.
0: That's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> oh man i've given a hard time about this too it's such a is Is that like the
1: amazing race or something i mean that's like the last you know tv show that i've ever watched and that was like 10 years ago
0: so this is old school mtv real world Road rules challenge the challenge it's like the the fifth major sport in this country
1: oh man wish i could relate
0: sorry guys Man. It's a good show. It's not too late to get in on the challenge. I mean, you don't know the personalities and the backstory so you lose a little bit of it at the top. But like, hey, they'll they'll catch you. Up. It's a good it's a good competition show.
2: A good
1: all athletic right. competition. Before next week, I will watch an episode of the challenge. How about that?
2: Well, it starts next week, so you're in good you're in good oh, spot. Okay. Good spot to be. <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: new season, so yeah. Man, come on, Connor. I gotta. You know, one of your streaming services has to have old challenge episodes. You know, they're all in I'm... Paramount Plus. Oh, Same. I
1: do have Paramount Plus. Okay.
0: Come on, man. Get Maggie, sit her down tonight and, you know, watch and get, get in there, and get some old challenges. Maybe season 21, Rivals, get back to, you know, it's a really good season. Rivals, you know.
2: the best season. Yeah.
0: On. It's old, but, you know, it's it's in there. 21, season 21. No, this is, we're like season like 39 or something like that.
1: Oh, my like, God. All right. Well, yeah. I must have, I mean, really missed the boat here. They're wow, spawning okay. off
0: into like putting it on network TV with people from other. Like, they're doing, like, the game itself is blowing up where they're taking people from Big Brother and Amazing Race. Maybe some of your old Amazing Racers are in here. So, come on. The challenge is good stuff, man. So, all right, five minutes on the challenge. Just not enough. But, yeah, Pat, should do, you should do that next week instead.
2: All right. I'll, I'll write that down. Challenge preview. Oh, I'll call my challenge people to come get, come get on the show. <laughs>
0: Happy to be happy to fill in if you need any help. I'm excited.
2: Do you have a breakdown? You watch like this new season of Big Brother? Like, do you know, like the new I
0: before? do not miss a Big Brother season.
2: Okay. I don't know anything about Big Brother except for the fact that I hate all of them.
0: Okay. I don't watch any, I don't watch uh, uh, Amazing Race or anything anymore. But yeah, I I, I do Big Brother. So, <laughs> so I love Big Brother. Good show. All right. Let's see. Thoughts on Saquon over 18 and a half rushing attempts. Uh, looks like we have juice out there from minus 119 to minus 135 i mean obviously they're going to have to lean on saquon in a big way here with uh hobbled daniel jones we see what our numbers are we are at basically 21 attempts uh pat any thoughts on saquon
2: that's exactly what i have matt i don't see any sort of advantage on either side tell you the truth
0: yeah i don't think it's necessarily a bettable edge i think they feed him connor but you know thoughts on on this prop
1: it can just go very wrong really quickly if they fall behind by like 21 points i mean they like at that point, you just like can't run the ball every play, and that's what you need to get like 19, 20 attempts. But if the game is like close, then he'll get there. But I'm not gonna I'm not betting on the game to be close. So
2: yeah, I mean if if you want that, take like an alt spread right. giants Meyer giants plus five and a half, get it down from eight, get some plus money there, parlay it together as the same game parlay. You probably get over two to one.
0: All right, next we have Kuba Rush under twenty-one and a half completions. Um that seems like a not aligning with some of the thoughts we had earlier um
2: i I don't like that
0: yeah yeah our number is right
1: there connor any thoughts Mm, no yeah i've seen some people smart people fading cooper rush this week and i don't really get it so uh you know i'm I'm with you guys here
0: i mean i agree with pat though i mean he he, there's gonna i think there's gonna be enough volume there where you're 21 and a half you're just you're holding your ass the whole time because i think they're gonna struggle to run and probably are even reluctant to do so so and it feels like as five and a half point dogs Game script-wise, they're more likely to be in a spot where I have to throw. So even if you're not necessarily bullish on rush or this pass-catching core, I think just from a script standpoint, you're probably looking at a good amount of attempts. Um, how about under half a touchdown for Baker at plus 155? San Fran's given up two passing touchdowns all season. Um, I mean, toy it around. I like the yardage one better. Yeah. I just don't mess with touchdown props very often. Connor, what do you think?
1: No, just, I mean, you can bet every Baker under, I will support that, but yeah, it's the yardage is a better one. I mean, it would take some crazy shit for him to head over versus the touchdown. I mean, maybe Christian McCaffrey gets under the one yard line twice and he throws a touchdown. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I think that the under that we took on Baker and then there's some, like, if you want to really fade Carolina here, if you're not of the mindset of Pat and there's not something wonky happening here, like you can get, I think like under 10 and a half as an alt team total, like plus two twenty. Um, that makes more sense to me than than just the uh, the touchdown prop. Like he literally can have the one touchdown in the pass here. Uh, you could still hit that under. So uh, let's see what else have we got here. Damien Harris over on rushing yards from Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel, I don't know what the number is off the top of my head. I don't know that it's even posted. Maybe it's posted since we've gone live. I haven't seen New England rushing uh, stuff being posted yet. So we Ooh, have him at 72, 61 and a half. Okay. Um, I mean Detroit's terrible. Pat, any thoughts on Damian Harris or or even Ramondre? If you have any thoughts.
2: Yeah, I got Damian Harris at uh, at 64 and a half, and I have 51 and a half for Ramondre. But I have a sneaking suspicion this game is a huge under, but that's me.
0: I do too. I mean, we've seen so many points in these these games. I think we were gonna see a lot of like cover zero and stuff where like Belichick tries to make a mess of of things for Jared Goff. Wants to limit Bailey Zappi doing anything bad. Hand the ball, keep the clock running. We know that you like know, they're Detroit's not afraid to D- run too. D-
2: Detroit's defense is bad and the rush defense is bad, but it's really, it's twofold. One, they played all their games indoors so far. I think that's why Goff has looked so good. Now we get to see him outside, bit of cold weather. That's not, normally where you don't want Jared Goff. And last week, like the Detroit defense, they had to sell it to stop Lockett and DK, who were just eating them alive. The moment they did that, Penny went nuts. Penny wasn't really doing anything before that, and I just don't think the Patriots can like challenge you downfield with Bailey Zappi.
0: Good point. I don't think they even bother to be honest. Uh, let's see thoughts on Evans in the mid sixties from Kev. Um, I had not seen this drop, but uh, Mike Evans in mid sixties. Oh, that's maybe is a as a, uh, a pick'em prop. That's why. Connor, yeah. any thoughts on Evans?
1: No, I mean, Godwin started to play like a full role last week, essentially now another week healthier Julio's. I mean, who knows what Julio Julio doesn't matter, I guess at this point, but you know, I think with Evans stepping in there, that impacts things a little bit here, but I mean, this should just be an absolute beat down here from Tampa. So uh, I mean, you basically have to hit this in the first half, but the the matchup's good. So I don't know, probably still lean over, but I don't know. It's
0: not, not my favorite kind of like Godwin receptions. If we can get that number here. I think the way that the cover two style actually probably bodes well for Godwin over the middle versus, you know, boundary receivers like Evans. So I don't hate it. I mean, our projections are high. Evans is typically a guy that we project a little bit higher than, than most um, based off of how our numbers are. So yeah, probably a look if you're looking on a a pick them, but not necessarily a prop I'd want to be chasing. Uh, You guys are wild. I watch sports strictly. Where do you find the time? Like, I don't know. My wife falls asleep on the couch at like nine o'clock. So um, plenty of time for me to watch quality reality television. Uh, And the challenge is appointment viewing. You know, I don't have a lot of shows that I watch, but challenge is one I will not, will not miss. So it's once a week, it's an hour, not bad. You know, live your life, you know, get out, get outside of this, be able to put the sports down. We also do this, all of us do this professionally. So like, I don't, like I have to have something that's not sports sometimes just for peace of mind to not be plugged into you know grinding strokes gain data and uh putting splits and you know targets per route run i have to have you know people being drunk and hooking up and doing ridiculous competitions
2: so kh lee just made a 16 footer to make the cut yes nice
0: see live a little Javon. you got to get in here nico collins We're looking to fade nico collins receptions i know this is something that you did last week connor any thoughts on nico
1: Yeah, I would have liked it. Uh, Travis from our Discord hit me up about it. It was minus 105, leaned under there. It was really sweaty last week, but uh, got there at plus money. But now it's like minus 160 or something like that. So, I mean, at that point, I'm not... He was getting like three to four targets, which at plus money is a great bet because you're getting... All you need to do is hit it 50% of the time. But at minus 160, I'm I'm not doing that. So
0: Good stuff, gents. All right. That wraps us up for week five. Appreciate everyone as always. Uh, Pat, where can everyone find your... A challenge show next week and all the rest of your stuff
2: pat mayo experience podcast mayo media network video youtube at the pme on twitter i am there on all three
0: subscribe lots of great content no matter what sport or um unofficial sport that you're looking to track again subscribe here on the youtube channel for four for four lots of great content we continue to um you know improve the stuff that we're doing on the youtube side been really proud of what we've done in the last year or so uh making the transition here to, to youtube again thrive fantasy ThriveFantasy.com, promo code 444, deposit $20. Uh, Use that promo and you can get a free betting subscription to 444. Access to everything on the site, $240 value. Take a look. Uh, For Connor and Pat, I'm Ryan. We'll see you all next time.